You're going to stand there owning a fireworks stand and tell me you don't have no whistling bungholes, no spleen splitters, whisker biscuits, honky lighters, hoosker do's, hoosker don'ts, cherry bombs, nips of dazers, with or without the scooter stick, or one single whistling kitty chaser? Here we go again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Knee on Belly podcast. We are your hosts, Nate. I'm back. John and Brandina. Bing bong. (laughs) Boys, let me pull up my notes so I know what we're talking about. (laughs) Boys, we're talking about something and I'm going to find out. We got some good outtakes. A little rough start here today. (laughs) Uh, Boys, we are going to recap this Past Saturday's UFC 276, headlined by Israel Adesanya and Jared Cannonier and Alexander Volkanovsky versus Max Holloway, but you already knew that. Mm-hmm. Then we are going to give you guys our picks and predictions for this coming Saturday night's UFC fight night as the Hoffa Bowl might mm-hmm. finally actually happen with Rafael Faiziv taking on Rafael Dos Anjos. And as always, all the news and happenings in the world of MMA. But first, boys. How are we doing on this 4th of July weekend in the year of 2022? I'm pretty tired today. I spent like all day with a kid yesterday and then we had the fights and it was just, it felt like a long day. Long day. Felt like a pretty long day yesterday. I'm with that. Yeah. I had a wedding yesterday and then we got to experience a different uh, fighting viewing experience yeah. Yeah. than we're used to. So yeah, very, very interesting. How did you feel about that, Nate? It's good. It's good. I had a good week. I had a week off, so that, it was nice to have a week off of work. Um, glad to uh, just glad to have some time down for nice. sure. So that's all that's really going on in my world. Um, you guys don't really seem into talking today, so here's what we're gonna do. We're just gonna jump right into last night's UFC 276. <sighs> unless anybody does have anything for real, should we tell people to like, like, subscribe? Well, we're gonna get to that, okay. but I didn't know if you guys had anything else important. Any important? <clears throat> nope. Anything good? Nothing. Nope. Well, I had a kind of a funny story. You might think it's funny. Okay. Okay. So I like it. this is what I wanted. Okay. So um, <laughs> so it was about two. Uh, okay. What's today? Sunday. So this has been Thursday night, right? Uh-huh. It's like nine forty-five at night. We're sitting on our couch, and the ring ring notification goes off. There's what seems to be a thirteen-year-old dude at our front doorstep. Yeah. I like and where this he's is going. wearing a hoodie. His hair's real long in front of his eyes, and my wife's like freaking out. Like, what's what's he? In, why is he at our house? Because he starts ringing our doorbell, knocking uh-huh. on the door. I'm like. I have no idea. So I go through the garage because our front door was just really loud. I'm trying to already not wake up our kid, right? Yeah. Go out front. It's this kid and then some other, what seems to be nine-year-old girl with him. Whoa. And uh, they're like, hi. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> and uh, they said, do you have any way we can make $3? Nice. That was their question. So now I'm like looking around like, are you guys like trying to rob me? Like, is there some like other kid here like <laughs> making a run behind? So I'm like, no, I don't have it. No, I don't have any way for you to make $3 right now. I was like, I'll tell you what. We just give them $3. And I was like, what do you need $3 for? And they said, I don't know, like a drink or something. And I'm like, um, what? no, I don't have $3. So I'm like, I'll tell you what. If you come back tomorrow at noon, I'll have something for you to, to make some money. If that's really what you're trying to do, then come back at a reasonable time at okay. noon, and we'll see what happens. So fully expecting them not to come back, right? Yeah. Guess who shows up at twelve o'clock on the dot the that, next day? That deserves three dollars. Yeah, alone. So they, <laughs> so they show up. So I, all I have is like a bunch of ones. So, so I get ten bucks out. I'm like, I'll give them each five. So, but then I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. I don't know what I'm gonna have these kids do. 
So I go out there and I'm like, okay, you guys ready? And they're like, yep. All right. Well, I'm going to do is quiz you about U.S. history. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> this, this would be your yep. way. Yep. That was, that was the whole thing. So the first question was, who's the president of the United States? Guess which one of them can answer it? The nine-year-old. Neither one of them. Oh. <laughs> Joe Byron. I was so upset. Joe Byron. I was so sad. Joe Biden. Yeah, no, they did terrible. So Did you give them $3? I gave them both $5. Um, good for you. Yeah, I got them to answer some stuff they could actually answer. That's yeah, good. It was that, pretty rough. That's nice. <laughs> you guys ready for landscape duty? <laughs> oh, dude. I obliterate people that come to my door. Yeah. I am not the guy to come. We, I have a no soliciting sign on my door. We need one. Yeah, so okay. I had a guy come try to sell me some pest killer the other day, and... It was it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> I should have Kamora. Well, I should have like I should have saved our ring like oh, doorbell interaction. Man. I didn't even think it, but it's like, dude, get out of here. Right. Like I literally finished with that. Like he kept trying to sell me on it, and I'm like, I'm like, dude. He told me his name. I don't even remember what it was, but I would say it was. Kevin. I was like, Kevin, just go. I was like, I'm done. We're done here. I told you three times. I have I have somebody that does it. I'm not gonna sell. Well, like I can match it. I was like, dude, I'm really getting impatient with this. Like just go. Hey, you think I'm a pest? What if you try my product? Well, and it, you can and, get rid and, of and me and he's too. He's like, oh, sorry, man. You know, I gotta try. I'm like. I, I respect it, but go. Like, and then, yeah. and then, like, literally, he saw the thing on my door that says, like, no. And he's just like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm like, it's fine, man. Just go. <laughs> like, we're done <laughs> yeah. here. People like you are the reason why I would never sign up to do door-to-door selling. Nah, dude, yeah. I just don't. I respect everybody that does it. But, like, when it's time to go, it's time to go. Like, when yeah. I say no, don't keep trying to push. I'm fine up until that point. When you keep trying to sell me on something and living in this neighborhood, we get, you'd be surprised how often I'm sure you get it too, mm-hmm. living in a subdivision type of style. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you just get so many people that always just think you just want to buy whatever they're selling. Yep. And like, I respect it. I mm-hmm. understand it has to be done. But when I say no, it's no. I had a guy show up to my door with a big, like, five pages of different spiders yeah. trying to ask me which ones are in my house most often. Like, yeah. Dude, I don't know. I just kill them. I don't Dude, need, like, a spray. This kid was like, you see these spiders? webs up here these are my favorite man right here i'll just get up in i'm just like dude <laughs> like you, you do not get out of here you know what's funny is is you're that type of guy but i'm more the type of guy like look out the window and look at you at knocking and then i go go back to doing what i was doing <laughs> i typically try to ignore as much as i can but when both cars are in the driveway and miley's like you know it's like and she won't stop right. until somebody answers it so uh john real quick good trip though did you have a good day yeah we go off good no it was very nice I, I figured you would like say something about the reason you weren't no. here but you're just not not in it again i think we're, no we're, we've lost john i thought i thought two weeks off the show i mean you were on two weeks ago but you kind of were like not on because you were gone right right the week before that was bad yeah i figured we'd be back in right it right right i'll sit up yeah there we All go right. thank you thank you yeah no michigan was really fun okay, i've never been up you. into the upper <laughs> peninsula so it was really nice the lake was really nice the water U- was cold the but, up baby yeah and it was um interesting because i thought i'd see way more michigan fans but i guess they're more down obviously in the other parts, mm. Ann Arbor type area. What would of area. be up there? I think Michigan State. State, state. Yeah, yeah, I think State's more like so. kind of upper middle. But it was fun, man. I, I enjoyed it. I definitely would like to go up. The drive wasn't too bad. So You sent us some beach pics. How was the pasty? Because the knees looked a little pale. Yeah, did hey, you get I, some I, got a, I, got a little, uh, I got on the arm a little bit. All right. See, see the peeling? Oh, yeah, you are peeling. Question, there. L- one thing before we get into our race up. I promise we're going to get to the fights. One last question. Go. Over, under. Uh-huh. How many times... I'll say over under 19, Brandon. How many times did John say, God, it's just hot? Oh, I'll say, <laughs> yeah, like, I'll say, I'll say 20. Zero. 
All right. It was 70 up there. Oh, okay. Probably getting that nice breeze yeah. off the water. Now, during the middle of the day, the sun was beating down, but you had the breeze, and if you got in the All water, right. the water was cold. So right. it was, All like, right. perfect for me, to All be right. honest. That's fair. I'll take that. I you like guys that. had, like, air advisories here, so. It was hot. You're right about that. Boys, before we get into UFC 276, John, since you're back, mm-hmm. we need the rates. We need the subs. Right. We need the follows. Mm-hmm. We need the reviews. Let right. them know. Listen. Okay. We need five star reviews. I don't think this will turn Apple into a clip. But keep going. That's fine. Keep talking into the camera. I don't think you know what I'm saying? Apple Podcast. <laughs> I need you to just go ahead and give us five star reviews. I like the energy. Leave though. us a review. If you're on Spotify, more reviews. Okay, John's Do turning that. it up. I if like you're it. on Instagram, Neon Belly Podcast. We're going crazy with the reels, and you better be Here watching them and giving us some feedback. Give us some comments. We love talking to you. We're on TikTok. I'm handling that, and it's going crazy too. So bring it. John's back. John's back, guys. He's oh. awake. He's awake. He's yeah. with us. As he said, hit us up at Neon Belly Podcast on all our socials. Um, I, you know, I, I don't ever want to like, this is definitely isn't a pity party by any means, right. but like, especially on like pay-per-view nights, it is rough, right? Because the fights get over around 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I know personally, I come home, I'm up for about another hour, hour and a half after the pay-per-views. I usually have to get up around like 8 a.m., you know, to uh, finish anything else, like see what happened, post-fight stuff, all mm-hmm. that, to make sure we can get as much information to you guys as possible. We're not perfect with it. Some days are easier than others, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, but it usually requires little sleep on saturday to sunday i'm not complaining love doing it but if you do listen to this weekly and you haven't like hit us with a review a follow on uh whatever on um apple Podcasts or Mm -hmm. spotify rated us five stars um it means a lot because like i said it it is a lot of work and and it's i love doing it don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong but it is uh appreciated boys UFC 276 last night from Las Vegas, International Nevada. Fight Week. International Fight Week. Our main event, Israel Adesanya defending his UFC middleweight championship against Jared Cannonier via unanimous decision. John, as our residential Izzy stand, we'll let you take it from here. All right, that's six defenses now. Uh, how many champions do you think current champions have six or more defenses in the UFC? Probably not a lot. Usman. I'd have to look. Probably mm. Volk. When, was that five yeah. or six? Or was that six for Volk? No. No, it's four. Because Aldo had eight, yeah. and uh, Max was going for six. Okay. Um. So that's that's a big deal for him. That's twelve. That's what twenty two wins straight at middleweight for him. Um. I thought he did. You know what he does. He uses his leg kicks and his jabs to start breaking people down and Jared Cannonier kind of froze up a lot. He started opening up in those later rounds. I definitely give him credit for that. But I think when when people get in front of Izzy for some reason all that I'm going to go forward and I'm going to knock this guy out stuff just goes away. And I I mean, you guys can say it's boring and that's okay, but these other guys are just freezing up and it's changing their whole game plan because who would have thought Jared Cannonier was going to be pensive and not go forward? Who would have thought Paulo Costa? Who would have thought Yoel Romero? So it's a it's an interesting conundrum that people are kind of freezing up and changing their whole style in front of Izzy, and I feel like Izzy's just doing what he does. Real quick, the only current champ with more is Valentina with oh, eight. Oh, yeah. Mm. So there you go. There you go. I had to look that up real quick. Brandon, your thoughts on the main event? Um, Pretty much what I expected. I didn't <clears throat> think Cannonier had much to offer um, unless he could have cracked Izzy. Um, I don't obviously thought Izzy was going to win the, the technical exchanges, which he did. Mm-hmm. Um, Cannonier's not a wrestler, so that wasn't going to be in the bag. Um and Adesanya just kind of picked him apart on the outside and, and made it. He he, sque- he squeezed out the win. That's what he needed to do, right? 
So I, my question, John, question Joe. to you real quick. Do you feel like Izzy's performances as of late, especially since reclaiming the title, are significantly different compared to the ones prior to him earning hold, the title? Hold on. Stop. Stop this. I'm coming with the heat right <laughs> off the top today, okay? <laughs> because the only thing entertaining about that fight last night was the four-minute walkout, Undertaker walkout that Ew, Izzy did. I don't even know about that. That was entertainment. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Was it dominant? Yes. Mm-hmm. But was that an entertaining fight that gets me excited to see the next Israel Adesanya pay-per-view? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. I don't think. I think I, hold on, hold on, hold on. I've seen sparring sessions at Gaha Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and MMA go harder than that. And actually, I feel like an elevated sparring match is basically what we saw last night. And the fact that Izzy can dance around and make people miss is impressive. I, mm-hmm. I'm never going to take that. Don't get me wrong. But to me, it's no more impressive than having a phenomenal blast double, you know, takedown or the ability to snatch single somebody. Like, that's impressive, too. And I just feel like we're starting to see a little bit too many of these performances from Izzy where I walk away because he is so good. And I can't help but feel like he could have done more to at least put himself out there to go for a finish because I said it last night after the fight a little bit. But if he's just a point style type fighter, fine. I mean, if that's who he is, but that's no more impressive or entertaining to me than a GSP who, when he really started, you know, leaning on his wrestling, people called him a boring champion. And because laying on someone, um, it's not any less boring than just moving and utilizing head movement. And for and when I say laying on someone, because we always hear that critici- criticism of wrestlers, like, oh, he's just laying on him. Mm-hmm. That's no less boring to me than move using, using head movement and footwork to just evade a guy for five rounds, right? And maybe throw some jabs and leg kicks here and there. Um, but I will, I will say it's also no less dominant, right? I mean, he still was very dominant. Guys that can wrestle and hold somebody down, it's very dominant. You know, it's, it's, it's a way to win a fight for sure. And... You know, Izzy can obviously fight however he wants. I'm nobody. I'm just a fan that's watching that critiques what I can see, right, or what Mm -hmm. I understand. But what I do know is when he talks about wanting to be the biggest star in the game, that's not how you do it, buddy. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm saying is, and that's where all my criticism comes from, is you can't sit and claim, proclaim yourself to be the biggest star in the UFC right now and go out and put half of a room where we were at with about 10, 15 people, and three of them were asleep by the end. Mm-hmm. And that's your middleweight champ, the guy that a lot of people think pound for pound is one of the greatest fighters right now on the face of earth, putting people to sleep. Literally. Here's, here's the thing. You're capping on saying that you're not excited for his next fight because you want to see him fight Alex Pereira. You're gonna be mm-hmm. you're gonna be excited for that because you want to see if Alex can do what I, nobody I'll tell you else this. has done. I was excited before when the, when the Undertaker walkout. Yeah, I was excited for it. I, it just, I mean, yeah, it'll be a fun exchange because I think what makes that one, I guess, like uh, specifically that fight, a little bit more entertaining mm-hmm. is the, the background, right? right. Like Pajeda's knocked him out. Just looked. We'll get to it in a minute. Just looked impressive against Sean Strickland. But I can tell you, if Sean Strickland won that fight. I could care less. Yeah. I could honestly just care less. The the background, you know, the the lead up to that fight would mm-hmm. be fun. Izzy does sell fights really well. I will give him that. Mm-hmm. But man, we are just seeing too many performances from him. I feel like I think that's what Brandon was about to get to. So I'll let you finish that thought. Um, where it's just getting to be racking up where I just I it, you got I mean, I just feel like at some point if you want to be the star, you've gotta go for it, man. You gotta put yourself out there. I think he was far and above the better fighter because you like exactly what we Brandon was hinting at is Cannonier fight and you hit it too he draws people into these technical matches and nobody's going to be easy on that level but when you know you got him there 
go for it, man. Yeah. Like, he just never put himself out there. You know, he just mm-hmm. try to finish the fight, I right. felt like. Well, to answer your question, I think it's also tough because you're talking about a different levels of fighter. When he first came in, you're fighting Brad Tavares. You're not fighting, you're not fighting Robert Whitaker and Jared Cannonier and Marvin Vittori type of people. The other thing is, is these last, you know, three fights have been decisions, but these are guys that don't get finished. People don't finish Jared Cannonier. People don't finish Marvin Vittori, and people don't finish Robert Whitaker, except for Izzy. And when you talk about other people, you know, Paulo Costa, nobody finished him. Izzy finished him. So it's a mixed bag of people know that Izzy has these head kicks, and the, the fight tape is out there. He's done, you know, 22, some odd, 23 fights at middleweight. People have seen it. So people guard against that, but people also aren't being aggressive towards him. It's kind of like the Yoel fight. If people aren't coming at him, well, and I, he can and only I, do and so that's much. That's I think the impressive aspect. It's it is him, and it, he does deserve credit for kind of slowing these fights down and fighting them where they are. But that's what I'm saying. When you know you've got somebody where you want them, just sitting there and moving around. But he was going for it though. When no. he was throwing when? head kicks, he was sitting in the pocket with him doing no, exchanges. No. They just weren't landing. No. go back and watch it. You you are so focused because that's your favorite fighter. I get no, that. but uh, because I'm paying so no. much more attention. No, no, no you're not. Okay. Yes, I am. You're watching what. Izzy's doing and I right and that. that's why I'm saying what I'm seeing I completely can respect he was going that. for head kicks he was going for big straight punches Jared Cannonier is tough no. and he was making adjustments he wasn't just staying in there he was keeping his hands up and moving I don't maybe this will help maybe it won't but this is what my thinking was last night is to me I feel like Izzy and Volk are similar on their tracks but Volk's fights are completely different yeah. in comparison to Izzy's. And I get they're different fighters. I get mm-hmm. that. What I'm saying is I feel like Volk, since he's won the belt, has gone out there to finish everybody. Yeah. And you see that. And whether he finishes him or not, you see the dominance. You see the the onus on him to go out and try to finish it. Yeah. I don't feel like I've seen that from Izzy. Look at the difference in opponents over a course of 25 minutes. Jacob even said that, like, last night. Like, mm-hmm. imagine fighting a guy for 25 minutes and neither of you even have a scrape. The only, the only damage Cannoneer had to his face was from Izzy's eye poke. I mean, it just, it's like he's, he's not, t- he's like touching them, mm-hmm. but it's, there's no, there, you can't say there's intention behind anything he's doing when they, there's no damage to show. I mean, look at Max Holloway after that freaking fight, dude. I mean, that, I mean, we'll go said, I don't want to bury the lead on that, but I'm just saying, like, you can't tell me he's like really going for it and landing these big shots when, I mean, uh, there's a record of guys looking not so good. Like, it's like they really didn't get in a fight at the end of it. But, my, but what I'm saying is, if people are keeping their hands up, there's not going to be knockouts. If people are guarding and not being active, because he's a counter striker too. And we've seen it with people like Leota, we've seen it with people like Anderson. When people don't engage them, the fights get boring. Because they're counter strikers. And Izzy was going forward using his jab and leg kicks, attempting head kicks, but they just weren't there because the person wasn't engaged. Jared wasn't engaging back most of the time. What do you think specifically about the idea that there was no damage? I don't agree with that. I don't think Jared Cannonier would agree with that. He got his leg kicked out so many times. He fell twice from leg kicks dang near. And he got his face ate up by jabs the whole time. There was no proof of it. All right. Well, if you I mean, look, you can see it, but, but like, if you let Izzy jab you in the face, you're gonna feel it I every mean, single time. Like, but yeah, it's not. And you've seen him have to reset. Here's from the thing: it. I'm sure Cannonier is waking up this morning and feels like he was in a fight. But I'm just saying, if there's these bad intentions behind what Izzy's doing, and he's really going for it and and trying to put guys, I mean, you just, I mean, and I and I understand the stylistic thing. I understand he's a counter striker and he does, you know, lean back and knock guys out. That is kind of like what he's done a lot, right? With those counter mm-hmm. right hooks or whatever that he's really good at. And and like he's really good at fighting guys in the pocket too a little bit but it's just 
I just feel, and I think you're going to find out the fallout of this fight. We're, we're only a couple hours removed from the main event here, right? So I think you're going to find out that a lot of people are really aligned with what me and Brandon, I think most of the room where we watched the fight last night are feeling. This well, isn't uh, the first time. We have, that's we, what we, I'm saying. We've been having the same conversation yes. when he fought Romero, when he fought Whitaker too, yeah. Vittori. Like we've had this conversation multiple times sure. with Izzy. This isn't necessarily new. But these are all tough guys. I mean, I mean and, it, and, and people aren't knocking these guys out. That's what I'm saying. Like if, if, if you're, if a random number seven guy was knocking out, I'm sure, guys. I'd have to go back and look at who's knocked these. I mean, I don't have obviously like who, I, I how many look. times people have been knocked out. But the thing is, too, is when the I don't think you guys are giving enough credit to the top guys at the middleweight division. Is what I'm saying. Mm. I mean, I is Jared Cannonier not good? Is Robert Whitaker not good? Is Marvin Vittori not I think good? Marvin, or, uh, I think Robert Whitaker is really good. Uh, I would say he's knocked him out, but you know, I think Whitaker is kind of in that Covington where it's like, you know, maybe no Izzy. I think he runs 85. I agree. But after that, it is a bit of a question. Is Jared Cannonier not great? I don't know, man. Is he? I I don't know. I mean, he's, but he's beat everybody else knocking people out and he couldn't do nothing to Izzy. Nothing. I don't know, man. Is Marvin Vittori not good? And and everything I'm saying too is I do think some criticism, criticism, I mean, does fall on Cannonier because he even said going into it, you can't, you can't fight Izzy the exact no. way that he fought Izzy. And we've talked about that. I think especially in like the cost of fight is Izzy, once you're in front of him, he is a problem. And some guys are just like that. I completely right. understand that. Anderson Silva was one of those guys. You know, you got right. in front of him and it was a big issue, right? But And he had his stinkers, right? I mean, the Maya fight. So I understand that. But I feel like when you're getting to a point, though, when you're starting to kind of rack some of these up where it's like, all right, I'm walking away, not really feeling like you really went for it there. I'm just saying... I'm not saying Izzy's not great. Right. I'm just saying when you're talking about star power and entertainment value and people wanting to buy your pay-per-views and being the biggest fighter in the world, you're not going to do it. So do you have that same criticism for John Jones? What do you mean? Yeah, the last like three or four title fights for sure. But is he still popular? Does people? I mean, I don't understand the the difference between him and John Jones at this point. (laughs) Neither one of them is number one in what they're claiming to be. Yeah. I don't think I don't see. I I enjoy the the back and forth and technical stuff. Uh, it, That's fine. But you are you me. specifically are very critical about wrestlers and people that just hold people. I'm just trying. But he's to still hitting people though. There's, I mean, I don't, yes, I don't know that much. But I'm just right, saying. Man. But if people are holding somebody down and still ground and pounding him, I'm just saying like there's nothing more impressive to that to me than somebody that just holds somebody and ground and pounds them or whatever. I mean, it's it's it is impressive. You know what I'm saying? Right. But it's like it's not like it's like far and above. And I think that's why when he fought somebody like Jan, he struggled cuz that mm. once you can kind of like get past that aspect or element of his game, it's there's just not much Which, more offering and, there. And it's it's what you like. So, and then I can understand that if you don't like these technical changes, it does probably look to how people who like wrestling feel when people boo them holding them down but i just from my from my side of things i don't think there's any much there's not much more that izzy could have done because he was trying to go forward and hit but there was a lot of times when cannoneer would be right there in range and he would just cover up and move out to the side i feel like the third to fifth round was cannoneer coming forward a lot i, I actually gave cannoneer the third round i don't know about you guys i did a little I, I didn't think izzy swept but i thought he got <clears throat> one two and then four and five yeah that's how i had it i think cannoneer did a good job in round three i think um had a moment or two in round four, but I think two in round five, like I think he knew he kind of had to go for it and came forward. Right. But 
that point, it was just too little too late. And that's another aspect, like I said, is he deserves a little criticism there and that too. Is like, there's no way you went into that thinking that you were going to be Izzy fighting at his range where you, you know, right. I think they even said it on commentary. Like, you got to be all the way in or all the way out. Mm -hmm. And he was just standing right in that sweet spot right. where, uh, you know, <laughs> Izzy could just kind of pop him out with that jab. And there's going to, and there's a point to where, you know, when it comes to styles and being so elusive like that to where, you know, somebody's just going to have to be able to deal with that. I mean, you can't, the whole, it's kind of like we talk about with Floyd. The point of fighting is to not get hit and to hit other people. So until somebody can break through that and, and, and change the fighting style, I mean, you got to just, I, for me, I just bow to Izzy being able to stay out of the way and not take damage and then still do his game plan. Well, we'll get to the fight a little bit later, but we do know his next mm -hmm. uh, challenge is going to be Alex Pajeda, and um, that's going to be interesting, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially based off of what we saw. Um, like I said, I, I think we might see Izzy in some wrestling rooms coming soon, baby. <laughs> um, and then, you know, for, like I said, a guy like Cannoneer, uh, you know, I don't really know where a guy like that, I guess you just kind of fall back in line and try to build yourself back up. Didn't really, you know, give a, the best showing, I don't think, especially mm -hmm. from what we've seen. Um, from him or what maybe most people expected but then again maybe like you know we me and Brandon talked about it last week is like maybe we did kind of expect that you know it's like I told you guys I watched the Gaslam fight again and it was just kind of like that's how you have to fight Izzy like you mm -hmm. know you've just got to walk you got to keep him on his back foot keep coming forward keep coming forward and uh, I thought that maybe going into it after I watched it I was like okay I could see Cannonier doing this mm -hmm. you know but it just just wasn't to be man not as night moving on to the co-main event now this <laughs> Is a championship performance. Alexander Volkanovsky obliterating Max Holloway via unanimous decision. Clean sweep 50-45 on all three judges' scorecards. Um, also worth noting, I heard today, uh, Volk said he did break his hand in the second round, uh, which makes that even more impressive right, in my he book. he was throwing everything. Man, so I think he didn't split Max open until... Like the second, second or, third or third round. Again. Yeah, so, and yeah, worth noting, just one of the most nasty cuts I think I've ever seen. Go to our TikTok. I got a video. Yeah, Doctor it. never stepped in to look at it either, which I was watching, because uh, we'll get to the fight in a little bit, but I was re-watching Fizeev Riddell this morning for our previews, and... Riddell had like a cut like right above his eyebrow was not even close to as bad as that and the doctor was in like hey if that thing gets worse I'm stopping this <laughs> right. fight and I'm Some like Max Holloway effect holy man. cow man yeah nasty cut stuffed um, it for Vaseline and go yeah back I mean there. who's tougher than Max Holloway though sticking getting through that fight with that thing um, at the end Volk did say he wants to move up and challenge for the 155 pound title we can get to that in a minute but your guys's thoughts on the fight dominant yeah, I think it's just another. Um, he just looked on a whole another level. Ugh. He made Max look like a contender. It was crazy, man. Um, Max was never able to get anything going. He landed a couple shots, but Volkanovski was out of the way. Yeah, he was hitting two three punch combos. Like, see, this is the thing too. Like, kind of not keeping going back to Izzy, but I feel like every time we see Volk fight, he's get, he just gets better. Mm -hmm. Izzy, yeah, you know, he's kind of like maintained on this higher level, but I don't, actually, funny enough, I saw an interview, Marvin Vittori this week said that he doesn't think Izzy's getting better. He's like, I just don't see him really getting better, but then again, he's not getting challenged in that aspect either, but I feel like Volk's not really getting, you know, Ortega, I guess, challenging, but it's like, he just keeps elevating the standard, man, to like, I, like we kind of talked about the GOAT talk last week, and sure, I know Max spoke out this week about titles and you know uh jose having eight but man even sitting here with like four or five whatever that is for volk it's just hard not yeah. to give him that title i mean just 
What a performance. Well, especially when the guy that you're being compared to for that title, you've beat three times yeah. now. And yeah. this last time being, you Ugh. know, if the first fight was like, oh, yeah, Volk probably got that. Second fight, it's close. Maybe Max, maybe Volk. This one was. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't. You, I've never seen. Nobody's ever damaged Max this bad without him doing it back to Man. them. And it, I, I don't know. Like I said, Volk, I don't know if anybody beats Volk last night. I I'm with you, man. I no. don't not in the 45 division. Yeah, yeah. Not I mean, yeah, I, he he was on everything. Everything was clicking. Yeah. Everything he was trying was working. Yeah, um, you can't even say like a like a wrestler or like you know like a like a double like a guy who just come in and take him down. He's like, I don't even think that's gonna work. You no. know, he's kind of entering that Oliveira realm like with Islam, where we talk mm-hmm. about like. I don't even know if that's going to work anymore. Oh, dude. And he was <laughs> trash talking, doing the yeah, max thing to Max. So, like, I think, like, within, like, the first, like, couple minutes, he started yelling, li- or maybe it was it was in the second, I don't remember, but he started yelling out loud, like, I'm too, you're, I'm too fast, I'm seeing everything. He was yelling yeah. that out loud, and I saw a video today where he was talking to Izzy backstage, and he was telling him, he's like, yeah, I started yelling, or they were talking about it, and, um, and Izzy was like, yeah, I heard that. And he was like, dude, it was really no disrespect. He was like, I was literally just saying it for myself because I just couldn't believe. Like, I was seeing, I knew I had him. Yeah. He's like, I just saw everything. I knew he, he had nothing. I couldn't nothing. imagine being on that next level to where that everything slows like, down so much. How do you much? think that feels for Max? Like, because not only was he saying it, it was seemed to be true. Yeah. Like, right. every, oh, yeah. every single thing he was throwing. It's, and it's kind of karma, too, because Max likes to do that when he's beating sure. people up. And the thing, too, is like. Max was motivated, man. Yeah. This was, I mean, you saw him fight week. Like, this was a very, Finish very. Finish him in three rounds. Yeah. This, this guy's boring. Very, mo- yeah, very motivated Max Holloway coming into this. And I think that was probably, even though we didn't see it, that was probably the one of the best versions of Max Holloway. I just think you watch him fight Cater, you watch him fight Volkanovski, that's just the difference between an Alexander mm-hmm. Volkanovski and a Calvin Cater. You just saw the gap. Like, right. you know, and Calvin mm-hmm. Cater's a top 45er. So, right. you know, but we just witnessed what that gap looks like in that 45-pound division, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, and on the max side of things, man, you know, a couple years ago, you remember the whole thing of him doing the interview on TV, and he just looked concussed, real concussed. Yeah. And, well, he was. Yeah, so, you know, he's been in the biggest wars and dog yeah, fights with people. For sure. And it's kind of like, you know— I don't. I don't want to see him keep getting into these long. It's kind of like Tony sure. Ferguson. Well, he's not losing all these fights, but the damage that he's taken, the headshots that he's eaten, like I don't know how much longer you can do that before you start talking about CTE and some of these other like brain damage things, because he's. I mean, this is what like four or five five round dog fights in a row, mm-hmm. and that's and he's not. It's not like he's clean in all of those. The mm-hmm. year fight, they both were in an ambulance afterwards. You know, this fight, he goes straight to the hospital. Like, yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah, and he—I uh, mean—he's only thirty. Yeah, he's not old, but that's a different thirty when you've been fighting yeah. for as long as he's about. Yeah. He's probably about thirty-eight in fight years yeah. with the damage that he's taken. Yeah, I don't know. for me, because I talked about it last week, it was the question of who's going to make the adjustments, and I just feel like Volk. Uh, yeah. Not only was he improving just in his own right, but I think when you fight a guy three times, you kind of start to make reads. Yeah, right? and the third time, I just to me the biggest one that seemed to be the difference maker was just Volk being first mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. Holloway took a step forward. Volkanovski was in his face, jabbing, yeah. slipping, and just throwing something to stifle Max's movement. And I just think, yeah, it was just incredibly impressive to see the the steps forward he's taken in terms of his evolution as a fighter. And that's what thinking, just comparing him and Izzy a little bit, we see that with Volk. Yes. And I just don't, we I don't see it with Izzy. And then it brings in the question, do we not see it with Izzy because he just hasn't needed to do that yet? Sure. When he's brought it to him? Or it's just, I don't know, it's just credit to Volk there. And but. 
Max is a very willing moving forward striker as well. He's not going to sit back. He Dude, came you forward. can keep harping the move. But Kinnanier, you guys keep harping too, for, though. John, for, three, for the last three rounds, Cannonier came forward enough to where if Izzy ha- wanted to put his lights out by counter-striking, But it's he not like he was just it. circling and running he from never him. Never dropped him, never put him on a knee, never really landed. He was hitting. Clean. All right, bro. We can move on. <laughs> but you keep, but just you can't tell me I can't go back if you guys keep going back, hey, though. Just keep. You can't just keep telling me that Cannonier didn't come forward or was he never. Did. Though he wasn't, no, he, he wasn't being nearly as he was being as aggressive as Max was. Oh no, yeah. not throughout the course well, of the fight. But, but that's was, what I'm saying, though. It's easy to have a better performance against somebody who's being a willing fighter. The last three rounds, he was coming forward plenty to the point where he had like two hands on Izzy's chest, just pushing. Yeah, him. how many? But times he wasn't throwing inside. no punches. He wasn't doing anything. But, but they got chest to chest because he came forward. And Izzy was throwing stuff. It just was getting blocked. What do you? What do you want? More, what more do you want <laughs> just, from somebody? I'm just saying. You said that's how he knocks people out. He, he had his chance. It didn't happen. That's all, right. all I'm saying. All right. I'm not saying Izzy's not a good fighter you're missing the point i'm just saying he wants to be the biggest star in the ufc the, the you know the entertainer guy the the highest paid i'm just saying that's if not somebody fought izzy how max fought volkanovsky it's a different fight i don't think today monday i don't think izzy's going to be the headlines in mma i think it's going to be alexander volkanovsky mm-hmm. and volkanovsky's put in and a alex lot of work. Pe- and alex Pajeda. i'm just saying like when you get passed up by guys that are three four car fights down on your card and they're the bigger storyline coming out of it that's a problem well it's easy when you're new too you're the, main event. you're the main event you're a new fighter too you're I'm talking just, about something that people haven't even seen I'm just, i know at this point is he so good but that people the, but John, expect it's the performance it's the mixed martial arts performance. It, mixed martial arts yes he dominated that's all i'm saying okay then you agree with me what do you mean? He dominated somebody. Mixed yes, martial I arts. I said that. I'm just saying the entertainment. Right. I'm not saying he's not a good the, mixed martial artist. It's not entertaining to you. I don't think it's good. I think you're going to find this week it's not entertaining to a lot of people. Nah, I, I, don't do not, like I do not think Israel Adesanya is going to be the headline coming out of this thing. I just, I don't. And that's fine. His entrance, maybe. Yeah, that people will be, be talking. That was a viral moment. And that was big. But there was nothing in that fight that I think, I, I will never watch that fight again. And that's fine. I'm actually dreading his next fight because I'm going to have to come back and rewatch this one to refresh my mind. <laughs> and I'm going to kill you, myself for 25 minutes. If you don't like it. that, that's fine. I'm just, actually, I probably won't because I pretty much know what happened. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, real quick though, but Volk did say, uh, wants to move up to 155. What do you guys think about that? I'm just not real crazy about Volk moving up to challenge Oliveira, man. Yeah, I just don't really see how that works. I don't, I have no idea. Like, can you just imagine him and Oliveira, him and Islam? It just doesn't make, yeah, but it's like, uh, you you hate to doubt him. I will say that. (laughs) BJ Penn wasn't a big 170-er. That's true. You know, Connor's not, I mean... He, I don't know. There's there's certain elements where you see like there could be matches. Randy Couture wasn't a sure. huge heavyweight. Sure. Like there's there's certain situations where skill can kind of equal out a little bit of size. But and, and maybe an Oliveira would. I don't know. Man. Oliveira is just as good. In yeah, my I just right don't. Now. I just yeah, I don't like that for him. Um, I did see a video backstage once again today of uh, him and Cejudo kind of having a brief exchange where mm-hmm. Cejudo was like, "Hey man, I got to you know I want to come. You know I, I'll do it." And you know Volk was like, "I do need challengers, so you know get right. with Dana, get your shit together." and let's do it and uh, so I like that a little bit more. Yeah, like we've I, seen uh, we've seen Volkanovski and like Jan Spar. Sure, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind seeing him go down if he could do that. But I don't know. he's a big dude. Man. Yeah, he's, a, he, he's not big, but he's yeah. just like kind of thick. But up just kind of puts him in that like Pat Barry at heavyweight, where it's like, dude, you're what, good. But what do you guys think about Max moving up? Maybe moving up to fifty five, commit your body up. You know, get, put on a little bit of muscle because he lost three times to the champ, man. I, you're not going to get another yeah, shot. So you may as well. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Covington thing. Like once you lose so many what times, Whitaker, I mean, he's staying pat too, but there was talks about him maybe going down to 170. Sure. Sometimes you just need that change up or you just got to hope that the champion loses. Yeah, because credit to what John said, like the max retirement thing was something I did kind of consider today waking up, getting up this morning is like, you know, maybe what does he have left to fight for? I mean, he, he's one of the greatest to do it, you know, um, in, in that division champion multiple time champion stuff like why, why would you keep you know but i do think he enjoys fighting even though he doesn't always seem like he does kind of thing but i do think he trains hard and i do think he likes it so it's like i think max is gonna have to decide do you want to you know because you, you can go on a four or five fight win streak at 145 pounds as long as volk is sitting on top of that division you ain't getting back to the title man right. unfortunately i mean mm-hmm. we just there may be circumstances, but I don't. I don't want to no. see it for a fourth time. There, you we can't don't need lose to see three times else. in a row. Well, and especially because the first one, Volk won. Second one, a little bit closer, right? Like could have won either way. That third one, not only was it more dominant than the first one, but it buries any question of a gap mm-hmm. between these two yeah. or margins. Like you went backwards. So yeah, there's no need for a fourth fight. So it's like you have nothing else right now at the 45 division unless somebody beats Volk, which we none of us are agreeing. We see that happening. Right. Go if you can if he can commit himself up. Because we saw him get kind of ragdolled in that Poirier fight, like he just wasn't—he just wasn't strong. Shouldn't fill just, in. He was—he was tall enough. He just was to fill in. Yeah, it just bit. wasn't like. Yeah, mm-hmm. just didn't really have. You could tell the size for it, but he commits himself to that. There is yeah. a possibility. I think his height works. Like when we talk about Volkanovski being, you know, kind of small for a forty-fiver, Max could be perfect height for a fifty-fiver, but he definitely would need to fill out. When you talk about the Chandlers and the Poiriers yeah. and Gaethys and stuff like that, boys, Alex Pajeda. Defeating Sean Strickland via first round knockout. John called it beautifully timed. Sec- like left. seven seconds before. Yeah, he did. yeah. John literally says he's got to watch that left hook. And then, yeah, probably like five seconds later, boom. A beautiful left hook. Follows it up with like a nice straight right hand that just put Sean Strickland out. Here we go. Yeah. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Pajeda, Izzy, the, the, you know, the UFC fast track, it worked. The bullet train, they put Pajeda on. Um, you know, I will say it's mixed martial arts, right? You know, yeah, he's got his number in kickboxing maybe. Uh, but you can't, I don't think you can really, even though I don't, th- I mean, as much as I joke about Izzy taking him down and going to <laughs> Iowa Hawkeyes and put getting in the wrestling room, he'll fight him. You know, he's going to, um, you know he's he's gonna he's gonna stand up with him. It's a different sport. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's a fresh matchup. It's gonna be interesting. Pajeda is massive. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, mm-hmm. man, he is big. Yeah, I don't see him coming in at eighty four and a half like Cannonier did. I think he's gonna be right at yeah, no, eighty five flat. He's a big eighty five er man. Um, like I said, it's uh, we didn't get much of a sample size, so I don't really know where the evolution <laughs> in his MMA game is. <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, we kind of figured, like me and Brandon talked about last week, I know, John, if you were here, you would have echoed it, is exactly what we thought Sean Strickland would do, he did, right? And we right. just, there's no way that matchup was ever going to work for mm. him. I think the UFC knew that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but they, they probably was like, this dude's a nightmare. Let's get him out of here yeah. because we can't have him at press conferences anymore. He's the number one contender, man, nonetheless. And his, you know, mm-hmm. he'll be going into his seventh mixed martial arts fight, fighting one of the greatest mixed martial artists of the last decade. Right. Yeah. That's a lot, man. <laughs> I mean, but... You know, the mental edge might be on his side a little bit mm-hmm. as to where he has that advantage and he knows he can knock Izzy out. Um, you know, even Izzy, man, you talk about what was that post-fight call-out, man? The whole Elsa thing? Oh. Dude, um, I, that's like something you'd hear on an elementary. That wasn't even good, John. <laughs> you didn't even, like, talking about you put him on ice like Elsa and Frozen. Oh, I heard him say he was going to put yeah, him on man, ice Yeah, I'm or like, whatever. dude, that's something you'd hear in, like, 
elementary. Yeah. Dude, I'm gonna put you on ice like Elsa and Frozen. Just yeah. wasn't, wasn't good, man. Trying to be just little, not a good night. Trying crazy. to be quick, yeah. The entrance was good. I like the entrance. Right. Even though the hat was a little bit more Crocodile Dundee than Undertaker, it was it was. Cool. Did you it see? So uh, cool. I like I like the thought. Um, Vince McMahon, Stephanie, and Triple H, and Pat McAfee obviously were there. Yeah, they came right after the Money in the Bank event was over to the. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And to got got front row. And yeah, Izzy said that they didn't even know he didn't even know they were going to be there. Oh, really? But the production team is the one who kind of put all that together for him. But, yeah, it was a nice touch. I liked yeah. it. Alex, man, you know, I think in watching Izzy's post fight, he kind of said it with Strickland is Strickland tries to parry people's jabs and hit them over, yeah. which is the worst thing you could do with somebody with a left hook like that because they're just going to throw it over it. And sure. Exactly is what happened. I did think Strickland was on to something a little bit, kind of how you said with how people fight Izzy is Strickland was moving forward. He wasn't giving an inch. Yeah. He was kind of eating leg kicks, but just still moving forward. And I was like, okay, this could be interesting. And then it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then he got erased very quickly. Yeah. It's just like what we said last week. It's like, there's just no way he's going to be able to do that for three rounds in front of a guy like Bahia. Yeah, you're not going to jab a kickboxer. Yeah, it's just, just not going to happen. The timing's never going to be there for it. But boys, Brian Barberina. Defeating Robbie Lawler via second round knockout. That was your uh, fight of the night last yeah. night, um, and rightfully so. Before that thing started, it's just like I said, I was like, "This is just going to be card." I mean, this <laughs> is just going to be insane. Basically, yeah. looked just like the Barbarina Matt Brown fight: yeah. body shots, hooks, elbows. uppercuts, elbows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ooh. what a good fight. Uh, then moving on, Pedro Munoz uh, and Sean O'Malley ruled a no contest uh, due to an accidental eye poke on Pedro. Um, O'Malley kind of did stick the hand out. Seeing pictures today, even last night, felt like didn't look like it was much in it. Uh, Pedro did put out a video today. Um, it was in Portuguese, so I don't know what he <laughs> said, unfortunately. I would love to know. Um, yeah, it was a round and a half. I think this happened in the second round, right? Mm -hmm. um, first round, I actually had 10-9 Pedro. Yep. Uh, I will mention that. I thought the leg kicks were very significant. They were kind of starting to add up a little bit. Did think O'Malley looked better in the second, started opening up. I think he was landing the bigger shots up until the eye poke. Seemed to be getting his timing down a little bit with Pedro coming in, mm -hmm. um, and then the eye pokes, right? So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think they'll run it back. I don't think mm -hmm. they'll redo it. I, I, I would, I, if, I, especially I if, there's, if Pedro's able to fight. It's just Sooner. so weird, man. And it, yeah, and it, I, I genuinely, honestly, I mean, I feel bad for Pedro, both guys, but I feel bad for O'Malley, right? Because this mm -hmm. was kind of his coming. This was going to be his coming out party, I think, right. with a win against a guy like Pedro, and to kind of see it in like that, it's an accident. It happens, unfortunately, in, mm -hmm. in this sport. Um, yeah, we'll see. I have no idea what happens. Yeah, I, but I it read did some. Not, didn't look bad, I will say. No, but. I, I read some fighter reactions, like tweets and stuff, and there is certain people who call him out for like kind of just taking it as an out. Yeah. But I just feel like Pedro's been in so many he's, dog fights. He's so yes. tough. Why yeah. would, and he wasn't even getting like, I mean, he was getting hit, but it wasn't getting lit up. Like I mean, he was arguably winning the fight. Yeah. Like, right. so I, I don't see him taking that as an easy out. I agree. I did feel like there was one angle where it looked like it hit harder on the inside and it, it looked like it went a little bit deep, but I mean, it's hard to tell because he wasn't even able to open that eye to mm -hmm. even like fake, like he can see. So yeah, regardless of what they do, I still want to see O'Malley against somebody like ranked higher yeah. than him. Like yeah. they, they, whatever they do, they should yeah. be not giving somebody that's behind him or not even ranked. So. Yeah, and what I will say, I'm definitely no eye doctor or doctor at all, but I do know like it's that a scratch cornea is a, is a big right. problem and it can happen. Um, I, I could hear him telling the doctor that he couldn't see out of the right eye. So, you know, we'll see in the coming days. I'm sure we'll get more information on the injury itself. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you can't doubt it. I mean, Pedro's just been in some wars. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't doubt that guy's tough. Well, not only that, like, I think we kind of get into this gladiator 
crowd thing where we just kind of forget that people are people and people get hurt and you know like you're right. ris- you're risking your life in there essentially no 100 so like you're in there with a high level guy too you know faking that you can see through an eye that you can't is i mean we like to be like yeah he's tough but also it's like yeah it's kind of stupid right mm. real quick boys on the preliminary card want to give two uh real quick results jalen turner defeating brad Ooh. riddell via submission round one only 45 seconds uh turner connected with a big right hand wobbled riddell forced him to shoot and when he did turner locked up that guillotine clean as you'd like Ooh. and that's now five straight wins for turner with five straight finishes he's tied with two other fighters for or, uh, consecutive win, uh, finish streaks. Do you, can you guys name the other two? I remember seeing the other two, but they're not coming. Both heavyweights. Aspinall. Mm, yes. And crap. Bam Bam Tuivasa. Yeah, so Jalen He's Turner, such a huge lightweight, he's dude. He's like 6'4", or Ooh, something like that. He's the tallest, yeah. tallest active lightweight. Unreal. I am excited for the future of Jalen Turner. Last one, boys. We have to mention this one. Someone's 16 had to go, and it yeah. was Donald Cerrone as Jim Miller defeats the Cowboy via round two submission. Um, I was uh, in route to our destination last night, so I did not see this fight, unfortunately. Um, but Cowboy did call it quits in the end, saying that he just doesn't love the sport anymore, and he's going to go be a movie star. Um, shout out to Cowboy Cerrone, man. Right. Just... Uh, you know, real quick, I remember when I went to International Fight Week, he was one of the fighters that genuinely left the biggest impression on me when I left um, because he genuinely cared for everybody that was standing in his line, and he took a minute to talk to everybody. It wasn't just I, – I could go through some of the fighters that I had a horrible experience mm-hmm. with and were not – you know, mm-hmm. it was really bad experiences. Um, but he was so nice and genuinely talked to everybody to the point where my wife loves him because <laughs> he was like, I mean, he was talking to her even and like she's became came a fan of his ever since then. Um, and he's just that dude, man. Yeah. Like you could just tell you just a genuinely good dude. Great fighter, great career. Obviously, we, you know, talk about I just never kind of got over that hump right latter part of his career didn't look too great mm-hmm. um but such a legend man shout out to cowboy cerrone and go be a movie star yeah, Mo- yeah. Let's, let's get it is that still has most fights in the ufc right or is it most wins i don't remember he doesn't seems like I he, know he has like 50 fights yeah, you know most of them are legend, all in the wc and ufc so. legend yeah. legend and jim miller too man oh yeah that's good for him to that get dude, another win that dude might be on any more results UFC anybody want to get to i know ian gary dude ian gary nice win yeah that was a big one um it's gabe green yeah uh, then you had uh, that Uriah Hall fight, that Andrew, how do you say his last name? Muniz? Muniz, yeah. Muniz. He looked good, man. Yeah. Uriah just, I, Did you yeah. I didn't see that one. Huh? He got dominated. Yeah, he, rest, just, he, he, he was grappling him. It was was really never close. Uh, I know um, uh, Rose Clark, uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah, she got her she arm got her broke. her arm broken, very first fight by an arm bar. Uh, Macy Barber went Macy in. Barber beat Jessica. It's crazy I. that all three of those fights are on the early prelims. Yeah, man. Because that crazy been a, The prelims was. could have been a fight night right. of, mm-hmm. their, of their own. 100%. Uh, before we move on, though, that's it. UFC 276. John, anything else you want to say about Izzy before we... I mean, <laughs> put a bow on it. Best best middleweight out here, Dougie. There it mm-hmm. is. I'll give John. Hey, John. If there's one thing about John, loyal to the soil, man, and I can appreciate that. Uh, Brandon, update us on our scores before we get into our UFC fight night. Oh. All right, John. So you were the biggest mover. Um, you came away with oh, I forgot. I think it was like seven or so points. You have 38 now. Ooh. Still in last place. Nice. Um, Second, Nate, you have 46. You had three points. And then I got four. I have 48. So 38, 46, 48. What did I say? Because I couldn't remember. Did I say Pajeda in the first? 
Uh, I think you said second. Okay. Or second or third because we were. I didn't know what thoughts. I got. I thought I called one of them perfect because I was thinking in my head like, I think that's how I called that one, but I couldn't remember. I think you had a Volk decision. Okay. No, I had Volk decision. Yeah, we mm. gave John Volk decision. Because <laughs> your nephew didn't say it, the. Yeah, so we had to give him. Yeah. yeah. And we, so we decided to help yeah. him. I thought you didn't say sub. That was no, sad. yeah, because you had Max winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I did have Max. Yeah. All right, boys. It rolls on this train. What do we got? Like, we got like seven straight weeks yeah. of fights still. Keeps moving. They're all hitters, at yeah. least on the top, the main card. No, you're right about that. UFC fight night this Saturday, our main event, number seven ranked. Rafael Dos Anjos versus number 10, Rafael Faiziv. Boys, like I said, the Rafa Bowl, as I've dubbed this, is finally might kind of actually happen <laughs> this Saturday night. Win. There's still some time, though. <laughs> uh, this is the third time the promotion has attempted to book this fight. The original fight was scheduled for way back in February, but was canceled because Faiziv had some visa issues. Um, the fight was then rebooked for UFC 272 in March, but then Faiziv was forced off again with COVID. Uh, one week before the fight, uh, Dos Anjos did stay on the card as uh, Hanato Moicano stepped in as a late replacement. Um, RDA did beat Moicano that night, uh, extended his win streak to two consecutive victories since returning to lightweight. Um, on the other side, though, Faiziv has won five straight fights. He's been on a tear. His last win was in December of last year, a third-round TKO with victory over Brad Riddell. As I mentioned, watched that one this morning. Uh, boys, should we finally get the Rafa Bowl this Saturday night? What's your guys' thoughts and picks? Man, I think this is going to be very interesting. Um, RDA, obviously, two in a row, but one of them was in 2020. And then this last one yeah. was uh, more recent. Um, so he hasn't been like overly active, whereas Faziv has kind of yeah, been. He's in. had some problems getting fights too. Right. So I think this is very interesting because I feel like um, with similar opponents in Moicano, Faziv was able to get him out of there. Moicano, last minute replacement, was really tough for RDA. And he actually had some moments of success. Yeah, he Just, won the fifth round, if I remember. Yeah. Yeah. He was able to kind of gut it out. Yeah. Um, so it, that's what kind of makes this interesting. I mean, MMA math, you know, obviously somebody knocks out somebody, you have a tough fight with somebody else. Obviously, RDA is a super veteran. He's fought everybody. Um, probably one of the more impressive like uh, catalogs as far as the people he's mm-hmm. fought. But Faziv is just so nasty. Yeah. Um, he's fought, I mean, killers, especially on the level of striking. Haven't really seen anybody be able to like utilize the takedowns on him very much. He does a really good job of... Brad Riddell hit a nasty blast double on yeah. him. He popped right back. Right. I mean, I'm not saying Brad Riddell is like an elite level wrestler. I would definitely give RDA a bit of an advantage there for mm-hmm. sure, but did get right back up. Right. And I, and I think with RDA, man, this is his chance to prove that he's still one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, Faziv is, is as tough as it comes in that weight class. And with RDA, you know, some of his... But some of his like losses are against good strikers when you talk about Leon Edwards and um, even tough guys when you talk about... Usman and Covington and Alvarez. So it just becomes a very interesting matchup. I like Fazeev in this one a lot. I think he um I think if Moicano can stick around and kind of like win around in the fifth, mm-hmm. I think Fazeev is a way better striker technically. And he's just so violent. He has so much he can knock yeah. you out at any point. I'm gonna take Fazeev in this one. I'm gonna say third round TKO. So I, I'm gonna keep banging on this drum because I think it's very important. Um Rafael Faziv, he's showing that he's obviously a very elite level striker, mm-hmm. right? But he's also not a bad grappler. It's hard to hold him down. Mm-hmm. He's kind of showing that he's at a, he's at one of those points in the sport where he's kind of got a little bit of everything. And he's constantly evolving. I feel like every time he goes out there, mm-hmm. he's just a little better in a certain area of his game. Um, RDA's been around for a little bit. And I don't know what he's done 
to add to his game sure. since he's been around. Like I feel like he's he's great. RDA is fantastic. I mean he's mm-hmm. gritty. Um, he shows up and like his last fight with Moicano showed that. Um, he's got good takedowns. He's pretty good with his head and arm. His jiu-jitsu is great. But I don't know what's new. And Anthony Smith talked a little bit about this, and this is where where I'm where I'm coming with it is. I feel like to to do well in this sport, you have to show that you're evolving. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that RDA is doing that. Um, but Fazeev <clears throat> definitely is, and he's one of the younger guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Anyway, that's that's my take on this fight. It's again one of those kind of old school, new school type things for me. Sure. So we'll see how Fazeev does. Yeah, I love RDA, man. I mean, he's he's obviously a legend, and he's one of those guys that you, you like RDA because he's down to fight anybody. He'll mm-hmm. fight the young killer, like, you know, like how we talk about like Neil Magny. Yeah. Doesn't care. Um, but I do feel like since returning to lightweight, his last two fights, um, there is maybe a bit of a question mark of where he genuinely is, not just in this division, but in his career as well, right? right. And that's to no fault of his own, but he was supposed to fight Islam, Islam dropped out. Paul Felder stepped in after, like, on a week's notice. He had just fought the week prior, right? And then, um, obviously, Moicano, under cer- uh, similar circumstances with Faiziv, he had fought the week prior, stepped in for uh, Faiziv to fight him on a week's notice. Did look good, obviously. Um, got the win in both of those fights. But against guys that, let's be honest, he should be beating. and right, Especially last week. And on five days. Both of them were on, like, five days' notice. And right. both of those guys had just fought, like, a week or so before. Uh, so I do have a bit of question of like where RDA is. Like I said, not just even in the division, but just in his career right now. Right? I, there's no doubt he's tough, and he, he's going to be a tough fight for Vizev. It's not just going to be, um, you know, a, a pushover. But let's see where he's at. Like in terms of uh, the top ten. Um, so I'll go ahead and make my pick. I guess I have to go second. Um, I am going to take Vizev as well. Um, man, I'm telling you what. If you want to make a case for there still being fights in the apex, go watch Brad Riddell, Rafael Faziv, <laughs> Rafael Faziv, because the sounds mm. in that fight are just, ugh, mm. ugh, ugh. I mean, those two were just cracking each mm-hmm. other, and you could hear everything. Um, and, you know, I it, it's just so hard to watch a fight like that. And Brad Riddell, you know, given that loss, I know he's on a two-fight streak now. Um, the Jalen Turner last night, dude, is as tough as they come in mm-hmm. terms of kickboxing and Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. Obviously, was Faiziv's Muay Thai coach at one time at uh, Tiger Muay Thai. So, right. uh, and I don't think RDA is on that level. I do think RDA very good grappler. You know, so that could be interesting if he does get Faiziv down. But I don't see that happening. And I'm I think Faiziv's going to test his chin early. I think we're going to see mm-hmm. uh, some big shots landed. I'm going to take uh, Faiziv second round TKO. What did you call, John? Third. Okay, well, I guess I'll go with first round knockout then. For you can go fourth or fifth. Well, that's true. It's a main event. If you think it might go a little, I mean, RDA, RDA is, is tough. tough. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't get finished very much. I'll take first. Why not? Yeah, yeah I think. Why think not? Buzz Eve. Mm-hmm. Nice. All righty, the next fight that we are going to preview, boys: Saeed Nurmagomedov versus. Douglas Silva, Diandraj. Boys, these are two featherweight contenders who are looking to break into the top 15 with a win here. Silva, Diandraj, um, admittedly, was someone I wasn't super familiar with until uh, researching for this fight. Uh, but having looked into him, I have to say uh, he is bringing a ton of experience mm-hmm. into this fight. Uh, he has he is on a two-fight win streak. Uh, both of those 
wins, by the way, finishes. And go watch his knockout of uh, Perillo, the Perillo guy. Ooh. I can't remember Perillo, the, his first name, but holy cow. Just <laughs> sent that guy into the upside-down nether region. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just, Gaetano? Gaetano, something like that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, he he's he's a finisher, man. Um, but uh, he holds v- victories over Hinnon Brow and Marlon Chito Vera. Also fought guys like Piotr Jan and Rob Font. Mm-hmm. Um, and even those are those are losses, Jan and Font. I mean, that's big fight experience, yeah, which right. is important. Uh, I think in a matchup like this, because he's going to need it, uh, because he's fighting a guy in Saeed Nurmagomedov that many people think is a bang-on uh, future title contender. Uh, Saeed's coming into this matchup on a two-fight win streak of his uh, his own, and is 4-1 and one in the UFC, uh, but his 47-second submission, I think, victory over Cody Stamen back in January is the one that really has us fans thinking that he's the real deal. Your guys' thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, Saeed's another guy who, like, each time we kind of go out and watch him, it seems like he's kind of adding a little bit more. But his the, his dynamic striking, man, is just like, I, it, it's just really fun to watch. Because yes. I don't think, I feel like that's kind of the newer wave of what we're seeing. But Saeed's a guy who's really putting it all together. And then you see him go out with Cody Stamen, who, like we said, is obviously no pain can yeah. and submit him. So he's dangerous everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So then against a guy like Andrade, it's going to be interesting because Andrade has that experience. I didn't realize either who he had fought until mm-hmm. kind of looking into this. And I'm like, man, he's actually got some yeah. notable bouts under his belt. So um, it'll be a good test for Saeed. And it'll kind of show where these guys are at in terms of the division, where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, that experience <clears throat> for Douglas is big. And I mean, I went back and watched the Jan fight. And in the first round, it was a pretty good matchup. Mm-hmm. Jan started using some takedowns and ground and pound but Andrade has a he attacks legs he has a way of getting up using his jiu-jitsu to kind of get up from being yeah. on his back um what i do think is really interesting about this is when you do look at that perillo that knockout came from him trying to fly knee. yeah he just like knocked him out of the sky <laughs> and if you look at the last fight um morozov yeah more yeah that fight he was losing he dropped yeah he, he, got he was dropped. getting hurt comes forward and just yeah. comes through and with a huge come from behind win but one thing he does do is when he lunges, and when you talk about that flying knee, Saeed does a lot of spinning yeah. and big jumping knee stuff. And when Andrade does throw that big right, it's with ill intentions. And, mm. he, and he does, I mean, you've seen he can time it. Mm-hmm. So that becomes interesting. If Saeed tries to just randomly do a spin attack or something, oh, yeah. it'll be interesting to see if Douglas can time that out with a big right hand. Yeah, I um, mean, yeah, Silva, he has over 20 or right at 20 knockouts. Um, he doesn't do a lot of movement. Stays really, you know, tight mm-hmm. and compact, and he's just looking to explode with that big power. Um, Saeed is definitely going to have to be careful uh, coming in because if, if Andrade, I mean, he's going to try to look to uncork something as soon as he does. Uh, like I said, the only downside is because he is trying to just use so much power is he doesn't do a ton of movement. As Brandon mentioned, Saeed's a super dynamic striker, yeah. always on his toes, fainting, moving. Like you said, John, great spinning attacks. Like when I was going back and watching some Saeed fights this week, it's when you see uh, the one loss that he has on his record. I can't remember the guy's name. Barcelo? Yeah. Um he was using spinning stuff in that, but if you watch his his spin techniques in that fight compared to this last one against right. Stamen, or you know his even the fight after that, the the time or um, 
he they were a little bit more telegraphed in that mm-hmm. loss and you know you could tell he just wasn't as adapt with him or whatever or you know wasn't to that level where he is now where there is just no telegraph i mean mm-hmm. he just the way he can just spin is just unreal right unreal and, and when you look at saeed the way he did lose in his one fight is he got taken down and yeah. controlled and lost a decision and i don't think douglas is that type of fighter he does have good jujitsu yeah but he's not shooting doubles and no. controlling people so i'm gonna take saeed um I'm going to take him by decision because I think Douglas is really, really tough. And I do think that he might test him when it comes to him trying, you know, some of these spinning or jumping attacks because Douglas will go forward and mm-hmm. throw a big shot. So I do think there will be some kind of back and forth between there. But I do have Saeed by decision. Yeah, I, th- I got Saeed too. I I think I could just see like Saeed fainting a big takedown, right? And I could see uh, Silva, Silva D'Andrade like kind of coming in or trying to lunge at him and then just Saeed just spinning with a back right. fist or something and just catching him flush. Um, I'm going to be honest, guys. I, I just, I think Saeed is the real deal. Mm-hmm. I think, what'd you say? I said decision. Oh, okay. I'm going first round knockout. I think uh, Saeed's just that dude, man. Sure. Could even see a submission, but... Uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be over quick. I'll take Saeed. Um, I'll go second round TKO. I think I could, I could see him finishing in the first round, but I could also see him kind of trying to get get a range finder going in the first and then and then finding it in the second. So I'll take Saeed in the second round. There it is. That's it for UFC Fight Night this Saturday. Uh, boys, before we get into the news, John, anything you want to say about Izzy? Uh, I just want to say that he's 23 and 0 at middleweight, and not very many people can say that. I love it. Let's get to the news. <laughs> going on the news. Mm, going on the news. Mm, mm. And if you don't like it, Brandon will punch you and give you a bruise. <laughs> All right. Well, since last week was a little bit light because you guys had a longer episode, mm-hmm. I got a lot of stuff that I had put back. All righty. <clears throat> so. We have some interesting things I'm going to hit you with first before I get into the fight announcement. One thing I do want to say is, um, I, and I've seen this this morning, Oliveira did say Connor signed the contract while you running last night when they put a camera on him in the crowd. So it seems like Oliveira is still pushing really hard for that Connor fight. I know he's had some interviews where he's basically said, like, they've let other people call their shots with Connor and right. other people let me do it, essentially, which is very interesting because um, I don't think he's afraid of Islam because this dude's fought the toughest guys. Sure. I mean, his whole career. But I do know that that payday is a lot different. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, I also do want to note this real quick. My one last thing about Izzy, he beat the Drake curse. Yeah. Drake put a million on him and he beat the Drake curse. I'll give you that one. That is true. (laughs) You know what's so funny is when I saw him like FaceTiming Drake and Drake was like, yeah, I just put a cool million on you or something like like that. I'm like, oh boy. There's a reason I didn't bring it up last night. I was like, I'm going to keep the screenshot, but if he wins, yes. I'm glad you brought that up. That is so true. Um, Some other interesting tidbits tied to last night is Josh Emmett obviously was there. Um, another contender for that fifty or that forty-five shot, but I guess Dana White is the one who bought him the tickets to be front row. So you can, it seems like they're trying to maybe posture okay. him as an option if they can't make the fifty-five fight happen. Also in that same division, um, Benil Darush came out and said that if Charles and Islam does get set up, a guy like Dustin Poirier makes a lot of sense, and he would love to fight him. Do you guys see uh, Poirier and Chandler's oh, altercation? Dude. You couldn't hear it though. He was uh, uh, Poirier. All I could hear is Poirier yelling, "Your fake is mm-hmm. f." He just kept saying, mm-hmm. "Your fake is f." Your fake is f. Because they were kind of cool, and then I think Chandler's kind of spoke out a little bit, and I think 
you know. Yeah. And there was probably some alcohol involved. Mm. Also, Sean O'Malley, did you see here him and Cejudo had like something backstage too? No, but I don't. In his in me. his post fight, they asked him about Cejudo, and he's like, "Yeah, I think he needs to keep his fat ass at home." And <laughs> he was like, "He's like, dude, you look at him, he's so fat." And he was like, "He he's like he was back there trying to say something to me," and he's like, "You can t- you can clearly tell he's uh, drunk." He's like, "I think he might be on some type of drugs or something too." Like he's like, "He just needs to keep him set." So I don't, I don't know. I think Cejudo is just backstage acting well, a fool. O'Malley also thought he completely swept that fight with Munoz. So yeah, I don't yeah. think I think he's just sticking to the moniker. Well, what was funny bit. too about Cejudo is they had a camera on him during after the Izzy fight, and he basically said, "I got my boy Alex winning this for sure." Yeah. Well, he's sitting right next to Francis, and Francis just kind of sides eyeing him, like, <laughs> "Dude, shut up." Did you see, yeah, him and he was yelling at Aljo. I saw a video of them yelling back and forth in the crowd. Yeah, I think yeah. Cejudo was just on just one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing interesting, uh, Carla Esparza argues that Marina Rodriguez deserves a title shot Stop. over Wei Li. Yeah. <laughs> and she's <laughs> yeah. And she's uh, revealing uh, and she's no. uh, coming back from an injury. Uh, I didn't remember I didn't see exactly what it was for. So she has a timeline for her defense. In response to that, Stop. with Carla Sparza being injured, Mackenzie Dern has definitely said she's interested in an interim fight against Wei Lee. Hey. And I'm saying if, if Carla's Let's gonna go. duck out, set that up. Yeah. Mm. That's a really good fight. Um, another thing on the injury side, Francis has came out and said that he could possibly looking at a December beginning of the year return. Yeah, I, I saw Dana kind of questioning that. I'm like, well, we, we, he might be back a little sooner. So, right. Um, but with that, Tyson Fury tweeted, basically thought you wanted some smoke. And then Francis res- responds, don't you dare think that I take my eyes off of you. You're still my priority. I'm coming for all that smoke in 2023. So we'll see how that goes. 2023. Boxing will be dead by then, dude. <laughs> right. 100%. Um, also, we got going on here. Oh, this is an interesting one for you guys. Justin Gaethje comes out and says, I'm going to get sur- no surgery July 14th. I've been a long waiting for it. I've been waiting a long time for this to get broken and no one's done it. So I'm going to do it myself. And then I'm going to give one last title run. Yeah, I saw that. So <laughs> it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, there's plenty of people to fight him to get him back up to that. Yeah. But, um, also, moving into some other cool news I got for you guys. I want to I want to know your take on this. Jack Hermanson trains with Hamzat Chemaev to get ready to face Darren Till in UFC London. That's a true one. <laughs> yeah, I don't and know. At first, I thought, oh, this that's, is a joke. And then I looked it up. It's not a joke. That's odd. He's basically Hamzat is training with both of them right now. R.I.P. Smash Brothers. Right. <laughs> I, that's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like, people be so close. To them. I've, I've just never seen anything like I can that. I like Hamza's definitely the guy that would be like, here, this is how you beat Till. Just oh, yeah. show him everything. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we do got a fight announcement that um, is a pretty good one. Marcin Tibera and Alexander Romanov at UFC 278. If people don't know about Romanov. He's definitely a up-and-comer in the heavyweight division. So watch out for that. And then uh, last little bit I got, Logan Paul signing with the WWE. I saw that. Uh, I mean, that's big for him, big yeah. for the WWE as well. Another kind of interesting thing, I don't know if you guys saw, um, doesn't have much to do with MMA, but it could. So Tommy Fury, visa issues, couldn't get to the post pre-fight press conference over here in America, whatever. The fight's supposed to happen. They were supposed to do it this past week. He got stopped in customs. Long story short is, you know, now Jake Paul is saying if he doesn't get it figured out, we're moving on to the next one. Obviously, we talked about Nate Diaz being a potential Jake Paul opponent. So, mm-hmm. you know, if Tommy Fury, look out, man. If Fury ends up falling out, uh, 
Nate Diaz was at the UFC, which I just love that Nate Diaz can just obliterate the UFC on social media and they still give him front row tickets oh, and yeah. like all his 50 guys. Do you guys see he slapped a guy backstage, oh, yeah. like a reporter? <laughs> like, like I mean, it, gosh, it's just like who, there's just one. He's Nate stone Diaz. cold. Yeah, there's just one Nate he's Diaz. Stone yeah, cold. he literally he just is. does whatever he wants to the boss, just, doesn't care about the company. He's just the best, man. Yeah. Um, well, on that front as well, I guess they uh, Anderson Silva was an option for that, but they were trying to book him on the undercard of that Fury card. Oh. But Floyd is about to do another exhibition, and Floyd is booking him for that, which if you're Anderson, that Floyd payday is obviously oh. big for him. But basically they tried to last minute do it, but Anderson had already signed for that one because obviously yeah. the Tommy Fury stuff wasn't in the news yet. Um, speaking of uh, news stuff also, Daniel Cormier and Habib get into the modern wing of the UFC Hall of Fame. Yep, I saw that. Um, both of them retired in 2020, obviously decorated careers. Uh, I was telling you guys last night during his speech, DC said, I got something I want to get off my chest, yeah. you guys. I think I might have grabbed the towel in Buffalo <laughs> when he was fighting. <laughs> Just glad he Rumble. could admit it. Oh, yeah. Which he con- well, he had basically admitted it when Charles had the weight miss. What did you see Darren Till tweeted and was like, okay, that's cool and all, but can we disagree now that we need to give Charles his belt back? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and then uh, Chael tweeted something like, you're going to cheat, but you're not going to use a needle. Yeah. You're a coward, essentially. Um, I thought also uh, noteworthy uh, inducted into that was the fight between Cub Swanson and Dohu Choi for um, a Hall of Fame fight. And they also recognize Max Holloway and Giga as two of its Forrest Griffin Community Award recipients. There it is. And the last thing I got for you guys is, this is nothing for you, Brandon, but mm-hmm. Mikey Garcia, a boxer, retired. He was 40-2 and two with 30 knockouts. He was a four-division champion. Um, and there's probably only a handful of people who've won in four different divisions. So... He was a very well-liked guy. He had most notably beat Adrian Broner, which obviously a lot of people know about him in the boxing world. Is that so. notable? Yeah, because he's known. Like he didn't age well, though. No, it definitely <laughs> didn't. He, uh, Mikey Garcia last fought Errol Spence when he was going to be trying to be a five division, and he lost, and he retired after that. There it is, boys. I got song of the week, and you know, last week Brandon he said, you know, did you listen to it? Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, he said he was impressive. He said it was Mister. He's Mister Eclectic, you know. So I was like, you know, I think it's time for me to switch it up, be a little eclectic. So, uh, given the week that I just had, I'm going sticks. Too much time on my hands. I like it. I Too like that one. much it's my favorite one that time you've ever said. on my hands. <laughs> He likes you a little bit more today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just improved it. John, I think your one for the people is going to have something to do with it. Something that rhymes with Shmizriel Amesnenya, but what do you got for us? I've got enough of that out this episode. (laughs) Uh, I have two things, one that's more serious and one that's just an observation. On the episode without me, you guys really lacked the belly. Um, You guys agreed a lot. That was kind of boring. That's what happens when great minds get together. You guys were like slipping yeah, on too, saying names. Two good, two good minds link up. And oh, I, I'll, dude, I like, I don't know, like the last like fifteen minutes of that episode, I just like, I got the yips. Yeah. I think, I think like it just like I could not get anything out. I wasn't here. I'm your. Oh, I'm, dude, I ground you. My dude. throat was getting so tight. Like I was like could barely talk. Yeah. I had to listen obviously to edit the videos. I had to listen back to it. And I'm like my voice was just like <laughs> by the end. <laughs> like and then I just couldn't talk. Uh, also, I want to. I do want to shout out um, your nephew for the points. Oh I'll, yeah, I'll give him hey. his respect. I, hey. I, Jared Cannonier, third round sub, <laughs> worst call, but 
the rest of them worked out. Him not calling a, a way and you guys having to fill in worked out. Yeah. Also, I do want to defend my text to send tweet or send my picks because you never even offered to send in your picks when hey, you go on vacation. What's fair is fair. So I'm just defending myself in this that. This is just the rule now. Yeah. It's just like no, yeah. th- no, I'm fine with the rule, but to like try to like it's like oh he's texting us offering his pick. Where was that? You never offered him. I did. Hey, all you had oh, to I do, all you had to do was say it. The magic word. What's your picks? I would have had your back. But I offered him without even having to do that because I'm more dedicated. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That is true. You do show up more. But my second thing is, uh, on a serious note, is uh, I did have a wedding this weekend. It was my cousin. I've spent time with a, a lot of time with my family. And I think as you get older, you kind of start realizing that that's really important. So as much as young kids think that family is stupid, definitely embrace that because some of my best times have been having fun with my family. <laughs> family. That is so funny. When you're a kid, you like could care less. Yeah, like my little brother <laughs> didn't even go. And I was like, man, you don't even know how much longer you're going to have a lot yeah. of family to be around. So embrace that. Yeah. What you got, Brandon? Um, I don't know, guys. You know I'm not good at this. So Yeah, I don't have anything um, this week either. You don't have anything either? Wow. Man. Um, yeah, mine was going to be really loud. I showed so up. So, as a... <laughs> I, happy 4th of July, obviously, there everybody. Go. There you go. Um, Freedom. Yeah, I don't I, I don't have anything good, guys. I'm struggling here. I finished Stranger Things. I will not give any spoilers. Yeah, I still got to watch the last episode. Okay. Yeah, so. I won't give any spoilers. I will say, really kind of felt like the last... Of the second episode, the mm. last episode, the I guess you could call it. The last, like, 15, 20 minutes were a big waste of time. Like, big mm. waste of time. Like, I text you guys, I thought that was supposed to be the end of Stranger Things. Oh, no, there's one more season, yeah. The brothers came out and said they're doing another season, but they didn't come out until, like, day of and announce the fifth mm-hmm. season. So I thought that was it, and I'm like, Whoa, that this is the <laughs> worst ending to a television show I've ever seen in my life, oh, first yeah. off. But, like, dude, like, when you guys, we'll, we'll chat it up when you guys watch it. But I've, seen, I've seen it, but, yeah. Dude, tell me that last, like, 20 minutes wasn't just the biggest way. Yeah, like, I'm going uh, to watch it tonight, and I'll get back to you. I would, there was a little bit in there, I think, that was helpful, but we could have yeah. done without, like, a majority of it. I would yeah. say, yeah. Well, uh, we'll add, do you guys watch Umbrella Academy? I don't, we'll talk about that off here. I don't, right. don't want to talk about that here. <laughs> I got some thoughts. Uh, okay, that's it, guys. So, uh, <laughs> that is another episode in the books. Uh, we will be back next Monday. I think we're going to get a game. Nice. Let's get a game going next Monday. We'll figure it out. Until then, enjoy your holiday. Well, you would have already enjoyed it by the time you hear this, but that's all good. We'll see you guys Protect then. Protect yourself from fireworks. Peace. Bye.